Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I hope you've had a lovely Jubilee weekend. What have you all been up to? Do let me know. Um, Hopefully you've all had a great time celebrating with friends and family. Um, Have you had any nice alcohol-free drinks? I drank lots of alcohol-free drinks myself because I was bridesmaid at my sister's wedding. I'm really, really into Three Spirit and alcohol-free Lefe at the moment. So I drank lots of those and lots of Nosecco as well. I'm not being sponsored by these people. I just drank those drinks. Um, There will be lots of people listening, I'm sure, who went down a path they hadn't planned going down this weekend. Maybe you decided to have an alcoholic drink and are now feeling a bit rubbish about it. And I want to just ask you now, please don't be hard on yourself. Um, A big part of our cycle of change is is running back into the fire so that we can learn learn more lessons. Now, I'm not saying this to give everyone permission to just ditch their sobriety and be like, oh, I need to run back into the fire. But it's really, really important that we see absolutely everything on our growth path as helpful. And the things that go wrong are often the most helpful in terms of learning and up-leveling. They're not helpful when we go through them we completely ignore them and stuff them under the carpet and just carry on and hope they won't happen ever again because when we do that they always do um they are helpful when we take them out put them under the microscope turn the light on and say to ourselves okay interesting why did this happen and what has it come to teach me everything is an assignment from the universe um with something to teach us about what we need to know to continue to up level. So anyone who is on an alcohol-free journey and certainly anyone who I'm coaching, you're really on a path to up leveling again and again and again to be as high vibe and happy as you possibly can. It's all about feeling joy and raising our vibrations. And in order to do this, we need to see everything that happens that makes us feel low vibe as really, really helpful data. Um, And this helpful data can help us uncover our limiting beliefs, um, all sorts of neural programs that we might have going in there that are causing havoc. And we just need to see them as an opportunity to heal and up level. So if you are listening to this, feeling rubbish about what you drank over the weekend, um, feeling a bit lost and 
you know frustrated with the whole thing then please reach out to me um it's what i do i've helped loads of people with this and maybe i can help you too um including myself <laughs> um so please send me an email to thrive at coaching by um or you can just go on my website coaching by and you can contact me through there or you can send me a dm at coaching by annika so annika is spelled a-n-n-e-k-a so I offer one-to-one coaching, um, which is really, really supportive, where I can guide you every step of the way through working through some of your blocks or limiting beliefs around alcohol, and of course, helping you to up-level and, and look at your what you're manifesting in the rest of your life. If you're listening to this thinking, oh, that's all well and good, Annika, but I can't really afford one-to-one coaching at the moment, worry not. I have something for you too. Um, And actually, um, this includes community, which is also really helpful. So if you would like to sign up for my group membership, this is only £35 a month. I've designed it so that you know you can continue to do this indefinitely and it will always be a support system there for you to help you with your your sobriety and your general manifesting um so this includes two zoom group coaching calls a month and a meditation uh weekly email check-ins and a really lovely supportive facebook group so if you would like to sign up for that again please send me an email thrive at coaching by annika.co.uk or go on my website etc etc same as what I just said before. (laughs) So in this week's interview, I interview the lovely Kat Merrick. She is the owner of Breathe, Dance and Yoga and she teaches women how to overcome anxiety and overwhelm to feel better so that they can live more vibrantly and come back to their inner guidance. Kat is super, super inspirational and I hope you enjoy this interview. Let's get to it. Hello Kat, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, right, okay, let's get started with my sure. favorite way to start your top five quick fire favorite things about being sober. Um the clarity in the morning. Mm. Um always knowing that I can get somewhere in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um having um conscious awareness of everything i'm doing Mm. and oh i'm struggling for these next two um yeah just clear clear thinking i don't know if that kind of coincides with the other one and um not feeling like i can't cope with the day (laughs) that that would be uh that would be a good one it's funny isn't it because like so often when we were drinking we would want a drink because we couldn't cope right we were like oh I just need a drink but actually now we don't drink it's like no that that was the reason I couldn't cope because I because I drank it's like a negative loop isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um awesome so um can you just explain to um to our audience so who you are and what your business is about, what your business is called, and and go into a little bit more detail about what you do. Sure, sure. Well, um, so I'm Kat Merrick and I have a company called Breathe, Dance and Yoga. Mm. Uh, I've been running it as Breathe, Dance and Yoga from about 2016. So it's been 
it's been quite a while. Um, I was also a school teacher for a number of years, so it kind of ran alongside that. Mm. And prior to that, it was just a dance company until I brought um, the yoga teaching in. So where I'm at currently today in 2022 is a real... Um, I cover everything that's in my business name. So breathe, dance and yoga, as well as many other things. So I'm really interested in how women, particularly over 35, generally in their 40s, can really, lots of us start to kind of feel overwhelmed or, or go, actually, what's going on? Like, am I happy in what I'm doing and switch jobs? And, and there's, there's like, there's like a, an inner awakening. And so what I'm really keen on doing is supporting those women through yoga, through connecting to the breath to calm the nervous system, through meditation, uh, through dance to kind of release energy and connect back into it so that they can feel connected to their inner guidance and overcome things like overwhelm, anxiety, and really like stand in their own power. So that happens in a number of ways. It might just be through regular classes. Um, and I try and weave like affirmations and everything that I'm about into a class, but I've also got an online membership and I run workshops and retreats as well. Oh, that all sounds amazing. And I, yeah, I'm so I'm so available for any kind of like somatic practice that allows us to release release energy that's like stuck in the body really and I think yeah it is it is funny isn't it it's it's in the old days before this mass awakening people used to say when this happened to us at this time in our lives oh you're going through a midlife crisis and it had this <laughs> kind of like shameful um it's a shameful meaning attached to a midlife crisis it sort of sounds like oh you're not doing so well but I, I totally agree like it's this awakening you get to where you you just suddenly there are things that just can't, you can't tolerate in your life anymore or or yeah. things kind of bubble up to the surface and I certainly found for me the the experience of lockdown when we had to be still for so long prompted myself but many other people I know to have an awakening where suddenly like I can't ignore these things anymore that I need to heal or I can't ignore these things anymore that I've been putting up with I don't know if you had a similar kind of experience yeah I mean I, I think mine started a number of years ago so I'm 42 now and I, I'd say that pretty much kind of from 35 onwards I knew that there was there's there had to be more to life and I wasn't really enjoying my job as a school teacher and yeah. it felt very, very all consuming to the point where, you know, my days off would be spent working my weekends and Sunday was that awful dread. And I knew that 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 wasn't the same for everybody. So I knew I had to find some kind of way through that. And then, you know, as soon as I kind of was and, and as process of that was going back to yoga and it was it was this kind of like the more you listen inwards. Mm the more you're directed in in the way that's going to best serve you. And it was almost like becoming aware of the little um, breadcrumbs yeah. of like yeah. the universe going, oh, okay, yeah, follow this. You know, you've got a nudge to do this. Like you've got a nudge to follow, find out more about the breath. You've got a nudge to do your yoga teaching. Um, and as you do that, it just opens up more and more. And when you're in, 
in that moment where you feel fully connected with everything it feels so much easier and you don't you have an energy that comes with that rather than you know feeling tired and drained um and again with like thoughts and the way you behave with certain people there's I think uncovering those patterns and going, oh, actually, I'm responsible for some of this. Yeah. I can I can change the way I behave. Um, and I think as well from that point, I've probably read, I've read, I read all the time. I've read hundreds of books, but like books that really challenge my thinking and make me more aware. Mm. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza's, uh, oh, I, love him. I, I absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, books around, um, I guess like around law of attraction and manifestation and just, yeah, not being skeptical and allowing a sense of openness around it. And, and then you see that everything does that around you. It's, um, it's fascinating. But I love how how you've linked sort of talked about that inner guidance really, because I, I too, as you, as I'm sure, you know, um, I'm fascinated by manifestation and I do believe that, when we want to manifest we need to connect with our inner voice of wisdom our inner voice of wisdom is what will take us there and I love the way you you describe it as like little crumb breadcrumbs and you are following a trail and some people call them downloads I I call them downloads I know Lacey Phillips calls them pings but it's when you just suddenly have that like little nudge that little bit of knowing of just do this next try this out, speak to that person. And you're like, okay, just, and it's, they, they always take you where you want to go. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think for me, and I don't know if this has been your experience, but we'll move on to your, your sober story in a moment and what led you to, to, to try out having an alcohol free lifestyle. But I just personally think that alcohol is the quickest way to cut off our, connection to our inner guidance system to our in our inner voice of wisdom I don't know if that's been your experience um it, ha- it has but also I, I remember when I was very young like kind of probably I think I was at college and I, I'd have a drink I almost felt like there was a, a conversation in my head which mm-hmm. did kind of make me like aware that there was something more but I never I don't know what that that was, but more recently, um, I found that it is it's just, it just had a darkness to it. It wasn't um, it wasn't fun, um, and I've to be honest, like the the whole sober thing for me is brand new. I've never had like a an an alcohol problem. Mm. I've never overdrunk. Um, I can't say I've never overdrunk. It's not. It's it's never something I've had an an issue with. Like if I choose not to drink, I choose not to drink. Yeah. But there was a very clear point that I was like, actually, this isn't serving me anymore. I might have a good night, but the out the after effects are long and sustained, and they're creeping into other areas of my life that I'm not happy with. So. So that was that was the switch for me, mm. but it's I, it, like I've started reading a few books, um, and I started reading the Joy of Being Sober, and I just didn't I've not connected with it because I've I'm not the I'm not that person who's had 
like issues with drinking or tries to secretly drink or drinks in the morning or anything like that but there was a so I, so I've, I've stopped reading that because I just didn't connect with it I felt that my reason for stopping was because it would the like the the hangover I guess mm. that used to be fairly manageable was turning into days and not necessarily like a headache but like kind of not being able to eat well mm. um craving stuff that I just know isn't good for me and then the the biggest thing for me was the impact on my skin because I've had eczema since I was a child so it's something I've always been it like is under constant management yeah and I just had such a reaction and I think I, we'd got to the point where we might have a drink each weekend so it was never fully out of my system for that long even if it was just like one glass of wine um but I had quite a lot of drink on one evening and I and then yeah the day after I just felt terrible and I just knew that I want had more to do I had more I have work I need to do <laughs> I have a vision for my business and you know I need that to kind of reach and impact women on a on a massive scale so that creates that ripple effect out because when I feel good or when you know when somebody feels good that energy gets rippled outwards in the in the way that they communicate with other people so that kind of sense of rippling out is really crucial that my business is delivering that but if I'd been drinking I would I'd put off my to-do list or um, something would happen and then I also had um, bouts of anxiety which again I'd never had before but there was a real like you know anxious feeling in my chest no reason um and it just coincides with perimenopause as well so as my hormones are shifting and i'm noticing these changes the alcohol is actually exacerbating that impact and so i literally i just made a decision i was like okay um i've had a really good fun time in my life with alcohol but i think alcohol has taken credit for my funness mm, yeah. <laughs> and I was like I can do everything I've been doing I can go out I can go and listen to you know go and watch a band I can go clubbing I can do all the things that I enjoy minus the alcohol that doesn't stop me from doing it um and I just decided you know it was I think it was um October um I was like I'm not allowing my skin to feel like this and I've got things to do in my business so if I just remove alcohol for a while forever for a while whichever one you know that I, I never committed fully to going that's it I'm 100% drink free I'm, it's always about seeing where I get to yeah and if and if you know maybe this summer I might want actually I'd quite like to have you know a pims in the garden at something I'll allow myself if I feel that that decision is made with um, with the fact that actually, no, I would like to do this. Whereas generally at the moment, I'm like, no, that's going to impact that. No, no, I'll probably feel like that. So, so there's no, there's no like end goal, but I know I definitely feel better without alcohol. Yeah. Um, 
and it was definitely the the right decision because everything that's followed on from that is you know is growth in in what i want to do um and i know that some of my friends are also considering it similar ages because that impact the the i guess the effect that alcohol used to have is no longer it's it's not the same anymore yeah. and it's like it's heightening like anxiety and all these you know darker yeah. feelings so I, th I think that's really like expansive for um people listening in that you don't have to feel like you don't have to hit rock bottom and yeah. but even more so than you don't have to hit rock bottom you don't even have to identify with alcohol being something that you have no control over like yeah, you know it, it it still it still doesn't mean that taking alcohol out isn't going to make your life better and you know those all of those experiences you say about having fun I think when we stopped drinking we're like no I was having fun despite the fact that I was drinking not because I was drinking because it's an anesthetic right it it it, it anesthetizes joy and euphoria just as much as it does other feelings and I think you just need that first night out clubbing or that first social event where you go sober and you have an amazing time and you're like oh wow I feel yeah. like 10 years old again this is wonderful <laughs> and then you have to just prove it to yourself don't you yeah um, I do love though the way that you explain like since you've you know let alcohol go um this kind of it sounds to me like a kind of momentum um, like a gentle momentum that you've created where you're able to like as you say listen to the bread or see the breadcrumbs um that your inner guidance system's giving you um and you know really that's that's manifesting in action isn't it like so what what would you say since you've um stopped drinking what have you manifested because of it um I have increased my online membership. So yeah. I've really dedicated some time to growing that. And the ideas are still flowing for that. that that's going to continue to kind of develop. Um, I've created an online course, mm -hmm. which isn't isn't launched yet, but that's that's kind of ready, ready to go. Um, I ran my first in-person day retreat. I'd done an online retreat before in lockdown, but I run my in-person day retreat. And I've been a guest speaker for about five different organizations so far and really um, expanded my knowledge around the breath. Um, I haven't completed my certification yet. I should have done by now, but the, the knowledge is there, but it's like all those all those kind of extra bits, it's kind of infusing into what I'm doing. So that's it feels like I'm able to reach what I need to do. And the weekend doesn't become like a stop zone. So sometimes I'm working on the weekend in a in a way that I want to, not like I was when I was a teacher. Yeah. But because, you know, Saturday night I'm not drinking. So if I want to read or like kind of do something that supports everything that I'm doing, then that then that gets done and I'm not wasting time on a Sunday or on a Saturday, like lying in until 11 o'clock. You know, <laughs> I do like a lying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't get them very often. And when I do, I really relish it because it's just nourishing sleep <clears throat> rather than a recovery. This is what I um kind of call living in alignment. And um I, I don't know if you've heard of Catherine Zinkina, but I I 
follow her I'm actually doing um her um, manifestation course at the moment um and she talks about burnout and she says if you're living in alignment with your authentic self if you're living your dharma you won't get burnout because it will it won't feel like work you you can put so much energy into what you're doing and it will fill you up and I totally agree with you in the you know I will be quote unquote working at the weekend but I'm like yeah but I want to do this anyway I want to learn about this thing because it's fascinating and I want to help this person it doesn't I I would be doing this if I was still I I also uh, am a qualified teacher um I would be doing this anyway even if I was still going to school because this is what lights me up um so what's something that I remember seeing actually when I first started following you on Instagram um, was um, you were posting about some alcohol-free drinks that you've been trying. And I know that like in the, in the alcohol-free field, there are some people that don't like alcohol-free drinks because they find them triggering and some people love them. I, mean, I personally find them so helpful. <laughs> um, I just wondered what your experience with alcohol-free drinks is and, you know, what kind of part they play in your, in your sober journey. Yeah, I mean, because um, I, I decided to go sober in, it was at the end of October. So obviously, you know, moving towards Christmas, mm. that that I thought, oh, is it, how is this going to be? And I knew I th- that I'd probably want something to drink mm. in that festive period. So just to get something that was, I think the thing is, when I go out, and it, and, it, and even now, I like to have what I call a grown-up drink. Yes, I call it that. <laughs> I don't too. want a glass of Coke. I don't want a sugary glass of Coke. I don't want just to have water. Mm. I don't really enjoy just having fruit juice. Yeah. I'd like to have something that, I, and whether this is some kind of, you know, uh crutch or whatever it is i don't even care what it's called it's something that that supports me in what i do and and actually i never drank lager before but when i if i go out now quite often i'll have an alcohol free lager i don't know if there's a difference in the taste because i won't actually go back and taste the other one <laughs> but it feels it feels you know it feels like i'm having something a little bit different yeah and it just covers that little bit of a need to mm. have that grown-up drink um but I did try so over um because when I went to camp festival in the June they had a stall um with Sensia yeah um so I I tried some of that because with Sensia and I think it's three spirit as well they're actually using plants and herbs that do like um exp um I I nearly said carcinogenic they're not carcinogenic they're um, adapt adaptogens that's it yeah so they can help like within the brain and neurotropics or um that actually enhance the GABA receptors where you then release in like endorphins and serotonin so those feel-good natural chemicals that our brain is releasing anyway some of them actually encourage that so you do get that little bit of a um euphoric kind of feeling that little bit of a, a natural high so you feel like you can be in that zone that sometimes that first drink of alcohol does that little bit of a relaxing um allows you to kind of be more sociable um because there is always that effect after that one drink that you'd get that um and those type those kind of drinks i'm interested in because they've 
they do they give you some of what you might miss but with more benefits and without the repercussions right because yeah I I, I also love um three spirit I've not tried censure that's next on my list but um uh, you know the, the thing with um when we drink alcohol it stimulates our GABA system and our endorphins so much that our brain has to counteract it so after 20 minutes it's released adrenaline cortisol and dynorphin which is their stress hormones and depressant hormones and it leaves us off feeling worse than when we started but when we when we're not like drinking alcohol and we and, and you know three spirit and censure it's so mild that we're not going to have that big reaction we're not going to try and counterbalance yeah. it um yeah and I always say to like my clients it's that you're in a pharmacy like those those chemicals those neurotransmitters that you are stimulating they're not from the alcohol they're from your own body and brain and you can stimulate them in in healthy ways that doesn't cause the big like kickback um absolutely yeah and 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 actually sometimes you can just will like I always talk about like unlocking the door so you know when you go out getting that excited feeling in your stomach of like oh it's like sun's over the yard arm like we can be silly now I kind of call it the witching hour I'm like there are no rules now I can I can get in that (laughs) shopping trolley and it's okay like I'm allowed to do that because it's dark and um the the wonderful thing I find as well about getting in the shopping trolley when you're sober and doing all the silly things is when you wake up the next day you're just like I just did that because I felt like it and I'm not embarrassed because I wasn't drunk (laughs) yes yeah yes I don't I don't miss the embarrassment going just beyond what you might might do if you're if you're sober um that's yeah and I think that's important because you there's nothing to um dwell on or kind of keep repeating over in your mind and questioning or or even like the haziness mm. and, and interpretations of what other people might might be saying as well. Like you, you lose all of that. You don't have to have to think about that anymore, which uh, which I think is great. And I just want to couple that, Cat, with with the the work that you do with with your business because the work that you do is is very very healing, right? It's about releasing trauma. It's about healing, and I just think that you, that when we go on a sober path because we stop numbing because we get rid of that haziness because we kind of I mean it's very very distracting when we drink even when we don't drink that much like it it takes up a lot of space a lot more space than we realize until we stop and when we stop doing it we welcome in so many opportunities to heal and you know sometimes these are really uncomfortable but um you know the 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 healing and and that's why I think the work that you're doing now with your business is just the perfect thing to start adding into your routine into your life when we we stop drinking because okay we've got rid of the anxiety from the alcohol we've got rid of the haziness but let's also use this as an opportunity to get rid of all the other stuff I've been ignoring that needed healing that I've collected all through the years and and this is how we like really truly authentically raise our vibrations isn't it because we're just we're able to like step out of this and and I always say like I had one of my clients say to me um a few weeks ago like she'd been sober for like a month or something and she sat in the garden with her family and was like is this it and I was like no there is always more there is always more like don't ever think that because there's always more healing there's always more up leveling to come if if you're ready to kind of show up for it 
Definitely. And I think like things like yoga, um, <clears throat> they bring about self-awareness. So it's like a constant uncovering and unpeeling and like the layers of an onion. Like you learn more about yourself every time and then you might learn something that you, you're pretty uncomfortable with. Yeah. And so then you have that choice to reframe and um, and create new thoughts, new behaviors that align with with what you do want um and and that's i'm a big fan of affirmations but also non-judgment like when you're on your mat what version are you today because we have so many versions and particularly as women as well cyclically and seasonally that want the same you could get on your mat to do the same practice each and every day and some days it's going to feel heavy your body's going to feel tired and other days it's going to feel like what's next come on i've got more to give so it's always about tuning into that and allowing that but also developing that sense of self-awareness mm. and sometimes that might involve being self-forgiving it might be challenging um your own kind of ways of dealing and interacting with people your choice of language yeah. um <clears throat> excuse me it might be around self-worth, but then once you've acknowledged that and identified it, you can bring that extra work in. And it is, it's like that, again, that inner guidance, what do I need to be doing? What do I need right now? If you're listening to that, you you can see the patterns and quite often you'll see the patterns in other people that you that you have to work on in yourself. So if you're, if you're annoyed, <laughs> if, if there's somebody getting on your nerves, it might be worth just reflecting okay well, what is it about them that maybe I have as well absolutely that's a uh, shadow work there isn't it right yeah. there but and it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes if somebody's really annoying you and you're like okay I'm I'm actually annoyed because they are reminding me of the things I hate about myself sometimes it can be like no I'm not I'm not like that they are annoying and I am not annoying <laughs> and then yeah it takes a bit of a a humble pie um to just go actually no like why am I getting triggered by this person because they're showing me what is not yet healed within myself um yeah and actually I really like the way that you're talking about the different versions of ourselves because I think over the past few years and I'm I'm 37 now so when you're saying about your awakening kind of starting when you're 35 that like totally resonates with me too I'm like yeah that's pretty much when I I, I felt like I woke up I felt like I'd been a hamster in a wheel, like just going through the motions and staying really quite stuck. I was stuck in like a, I think in a rut, even though it was quite a seemingly happy rut for like about seven, eight years. And then you just kind of wake up and you're like, well, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you just, um, you, you, I've just learned so much about myself since that point. And one of them is this, I think somebody described it to me once as the orchestra of ourselves and our personality is like an orchestra of, of people and it's about integrating them and making sure each each part of us actually feels heard and valued because so often there are there are parts that we've been taught as children that are validated that we we show and we celebrate and then there are the parts of us that we hide and we are ashamed of and it's about bringing them all yeah. all into the circle isn't it really yeah 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 I love that that's a really nice analogy Oh, I would say okay. And, it, and it's and I think it's also that recognition that you're so 
shaped by your childhood mm. and your early part of your life that you do get a, cho a, cho a choice in how your life unfolds, but we're carrying behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, patterns, stories that come just from that, you know, that environment that we were in. And once you realize that it's, it, it's really liberating because you're not restrained by those anymore. So you get to be open and choose kind of where you're going to. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, I'd be really interested to hear, Kat, what your experience um, of unpicking this was, because when I first kind of went down this rabbit hole of unpicking all this stuff and like, you know, I'm I can describe myself as quite an all or nothing person, very enthusiastic. I was I was just so fascinated by this work and I jumped in with both feet and I actually made myself quite unwell. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I was going so hard and fast that like pulling all the stuff up and looking at it and trying to hypnotize myself and reprogram it and I did a lot of healing and um during that time of course and lots of healers would say as well like that if that's how it happened for you then that was just how it needed to happen and all that kind of stuff but I got terrible rashes all over my body um I got rosacea in my face and my eyes like I got IBS like I, I made myself really quite ill and it's taken my nervous system best part of a year to like to process all of that um and to kind of come out the other side I don't know if you had any sort of experience like that yourself when you were unpicking your traumas I mean I guess part of what led me to making those changes is because my eczema was taking over mm. and I had you know, it was it was covering my whole body. It was burning. It was on my face, and I went to see a dermatologist. And I think I'd said something about, "Oh yeah, I've, it was the point where I think the aloe vera type stuff was all the rage." Uh, and I was like, "Well, I'm thinking about um, taking this aloe vera drink," and he was really dismissive and just said, you don't, "Don't be silly. You, nothing you put in your body will affect your skin." What? And I was like, that is really untrue. Yeah. Like, and like, there was something in me that went, that is a complete lie. Like, you can't tell me that what I put in my body doesn't have an impact on my skin. And then it was like, after that, I was like, well, you, you've got to experiment with this, then you can't just come away feeling angry and, and then not do that. So, so I kind of really looked at nutrition and pulling back on stress and or dealing with stress. So that's where the yoga came in. So really that whole journey has been underpinned by what I understand about my own body anyway, mm. and having yoga there, which, you know, if, if, if I'm releasing um, anything that might be, you know, my body's got to react to it and, and, re and reestablish, I've always got my nervous system being supported. <clears throat> so like through through breath, through meditation, through yoga, um, there's always that so you, because when when we, we do practices like that, we stimulate the vagus nerve and then the vagus nerve is releasing acetylcholine, which then counteracts the release of um, cortisol and the um, cytokines, which are the inflammatory compounds that uh, come up from alcohol as well, probably. Um, 
so I've so everything that I've been doing is is like all the way along that's been supported so I've not had any kind of huge like issues but then I've always had the issues that I'm slowly dealing with anyway so that's so interesting actually because when I started doing this work I was doing a lot of CrossFit um a lot of sort of like hardcore boot camps which I still love but um it's I I my nervous system and obviously exercise is good for your nervous system of course it is but I hadn't really added yoga into my practice at that point and it's since returning to the UK that I just it's like the uh, my inner guidance system guided me to do yoga I had no intention of doing it but I just accidentally ended up becoming obsessed with yoga Mm -hmm. and now I, I mean I can see like in the last sort of 10 11 months like my whole body is changed my skin's changed everything's changed and I think it's just this I've managed to really heal my nervous system through you know yoga meditation breath work all of these practices um so yeah you um yeah if I'd have if I'd have met you but before maybe you could, have, you could have let me know I would have saved myself but at the same time I think all of these experiences are healing in their own way aren't they I love yeah and I think you know it's that thing you can't be told something can you you've you, in in something some ways you can but generally you've got your own experiences that you have to go through to learn the lesson exactly. that then you then you kind of it impacts other areas so there's I think as long as you're seeing the lessons within everything yeah nothing's wasted I agree nothing's wasted actually like I never regret my whole teaching career like there's nothing at all I, ne- I don't ever think oh I wish I'd have trained to be a yoga teacher earlier or anything like that because the whole 10 years I was at the secondary school you know I had some really fun times yeah. and really enjoyed parts of it but there was also lots of lessons within there as well about who am I who I am as a person and what I um bring to the table mm-hmm. and also what I'm not so good at and what I'm not willing to accept in in other areas again so you know I never look on that with regret it's always like okay well I had I you know I stayed for as long as I did but I was really ready to leave when when I did so I couldn't agree no. more. I, I, I just, and I, this is really, really clicked in my heart recently, but I've always known it in my head, but I, now I know it in my heart. Like to live is to go through adversity. Adversity is where the magic comes, where we learn that, you know, it's, things are helpful if we allow them to be. If we, if we observe them and we take the learning and, and then we use them as a, a leg up, then everything, and actually the most uncomfortable horrible situations are the most healing and helpful when we give ourselves that space to go oh what's this showing me and if we don't give ourselves that space then we just keep having the same lesson given to us again and again and again until we learn it and you know that's when we can fall into victim mentality and go why is this always happening to me it's like it's not happening to you it's happening for you yeah. take the learning and move on to the next level of the computer game of life please like you've been <laughs> on this level for too long and that's what alcohol makes you do it makes you stay on level one for far too long <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and it is it is a game I did uh, I went to a meditation on Sunday morning at uh, Shrewsbury Museum um, with this amazing Indian guy who um, it was part of the art of living I think and he was just so joyful. He was like, it's a game, like life's a game. Like, 
find the fun in it, find the lessons. And then, you know, it was, it was all, it, it, we, sometimes it's all very serious, but actually life is to be enjoyed. So that vibrancy that I kind of talk about in my work, yeah. it's there, but we're so consumed. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we are sat in victim mode. Yeah. And it's like, that's a really hard lesson because you're like, well, what? Like, I, it's happened to me and it's like I know like you you it's really hard to then but once you do crack that open and go oh okay so if I change my beliefs and thoughts around that I can make I can move forward yeah. um that's that's where the magic is and I and I see it quite often um and my in myself that you come back to going well that person's done this or this has happened so that's impacted me like in x y and z ways and it's it can be like a quite a tough lesson as well. It's not easy, but as soon as you realize you do have the power to change, uh, you, you can change your life in whatever ways you want. You really, that just that realization makes you more powerful. So you, you, you take, it's about taking ownership. One of my um, favorite songs is, um, Oh, my brain fog's going to come in now. You see, perimenopause. <laughs> this is far worse if I'm drinking. Um, it's a brand new heavies. Um, you are the universe. And the lyrics in that, it's like you're the driver, not the passenger in life. And it's so, so true. Like you are the driver. But if you're going to hand some, the wheel over to somebody else, then you can't get where you want to go if you're not in, in control of that. Um, and, and taking ownership, responsibility um, for all areas of your life, from your thoughts and beliefs to your purpose and the way your boundaries um, and everything else. The moment you do that, you're just on this upward staircase to where you want to get to. I completely agree. Kat, I feel like I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast. <laughs> with everything you're saying is just so aligned with how I approach sobriety and I'm sitting here thinking you're also trained in human design we we need to come back and do a whole other podcast on that because I love human design <laughs> yeah um, I'm not trained in it but I've, learning I've about it. but part of my human design as a 5-1 is the researcher and so uh-huh. I've I that's everything I do I delve right in and then I kind of share it back out um, oh. It does fascinate me, and it does feel quite aligned. But yeah, that is another a whole, other a whole other podcast that we have to, <laughs> we definitely have to do. I bet everyone listening is like, "Oh, who is this lady? I must follow her. <laughs> I want to do all her online courses." So, where can people find you online? Um, so, I was very good in my name and my handles. So, you can either find my website, which is www.breathedanceandyoga.com or Facebook and Instagram at Breathe, Dance and Yoga. Just make sure you do put an E on the breathe and not breath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Breathe, Dance and Yoga. And it's all spelled out, all um, all letters. So you can find me there. And um, I don't know when this podcast will air, but I've got a retreat coming up in September, uh, a weekend retreat. But then everything else is either <clears throat> in person based in Shrewsbury, or um online from anywhere amazing yeah so this podcast should be coming out um, at some point in towards the end of june so um i'm sure so if people want to come on your retreat how would they just uh 
just dm you or yeah yeah it'll all the details um it's all gone out to my email list but it'll be on my social media from this week okay so if they just followed me on instagram or facebook or went to the website they'd be able to find the details amazing yeah. thanks so much kat have an awesome day thanks so much for coming on the podcast oh thanks for having me thanks, bye. bye thank you so much for listening to me today if you would like to have a chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me then i'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review all you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time next week.